In this week's parsha, when the Maraglim, when the spies come back and they give their report, they add the following comment as they are expressing not only the facts of what they saw on their journey into Israel, but their interpretation of it. And we discussed this last night. Uh, they add the following words. And we saw their people who were giants. And we felt like grasshoppers compared to them. And we were like grasshoppers in their eyes. So that seems to be two separate assertions. We felt like grasshoppers compared to them, and we were like grasshoppers in their eyes. And uh, the Gemara, the Talmud, actually does seem to differentiate between those two statements. The Talmud says, how in the world would they know what other people felt about them? I mean, I can understand if I say, this is how I feel, but how can I say, this is how you feel? So the Talmud says, well, they, they heard it. They heard it because they heard these giants saying to one another, um, there are grasshoppers in our vineyard that seem to look like people. So they heard that the giants looked at them as if they were grasshoppers. They weren't making it up. They heard it. Okay. There is a Midrashic statement that's a little bit problematic in light of that understanding. The Midrashic, the, the Medrash also divides this, appears to divide this into two separate statements. And the Medrash says, for the first statement, we felt like grasshoppers compared to them, the Medrash says, God forgave them for that. God forgave them. But for the second statement, and we were like grasshoppers in their eyes, the Medrash says, God could not forgive them for that statement. So, the Sfas Emes, one of the great Hasidic masters, asked the following question. Well, um, but wait a second, the Talmud just said that they heard the giants saying that there are grasshoppers that look like people. How can the Medrash say that God holds them accountable if in fact they were just repeating what they heard these giants saying about them? What did they do wrong? So the Sfas Emes answers that, and this is a really important answer, and we need to try to internalize this answer because it applies in every facet of our lives. Sfas Emes says it's not two separate statements. What you think about yourself is what others think of you. If you think that you're a nothing, others will think that you're a nothing. If you think that you are sad, 
others will think that you're sad. If you think that you are important and significant, others will think that you are important and significant. The two statements of the report are not separate statements. They are connected because they thought of themselves as grasshoppers. That is why the giant said, why are there grasshoppers in our vineyards that appear like uh, human beings? So what the Medrash means to say is God is holding them accountable because the way they saw themselves was reflected in how others felt about that. Because had they felt about themselves differently, others, the giants in Israel, could just as well have said to themselves, there appear to be angels in our fields with the appearance of human beings. And they were held accountable for how they viewed themselves, which was expressed in how others viewed them. So Rabbi Biederman tells the following story. There was a young man that he knows who lives in a Haredi neighborhood in Yerushalayim. And this is a young man who was always unhappy, low self-esteem. He felt like a nobody. He felt like nobody noticed him. No one ever came over to talk to him. No one ever asked his advice. When he walked down the street, he felt like he was invisible. Even when he came home, nobody noticed. No one even asked him about his day. And he was a very sad person, just in general, a sad person. So one day, he's walking down the street and he notices a hat store. Now you understand in a Haredi neighborhood, all the men are wearing black hats. So he notices a men's hat store and the hat store is having a big sale. Okay, so uh, he goes into the store and he starts looking at the hats. Again, you understand, <laughs> they're all black hats. I mean, how different can one be from another? Okay, but if it's all black hats and everyone's wearing a black hat, you, you notice the distinctions. So he goes into this store and he tries on a hat. It's kind of expensive, but it is on sale. And he puts it on. He looks at himself in the mirror. It's really nice. He likes the way he looks. It's very nice. And he decides he's going to buy the hat. So he buys the hat. He's about to leave the store. And he decides, why should I carry my new hat back home in a box? I'll just put it on. I'll wear my new hat home. And I'll leave the old hat here. What do I need the old hat here for? It's dirty. It's old. It's, it, it doesn't look nice. So, and that's the reason he got a new hat. So, he puts on his new beautiful hat. He likes the way that he looks. And he leaves the old hat there in the store. And he walks home. And the world is different. Everyone is friendly to him. People say, hello, how are you? Somebody stops him and asks him for his advice. Walking down the street, everybody notice him. He comes home and everyone says to him, welcome home. How was your day? What's going on? And so when they ask him what he did today, how was his day? He does this. <laughs> he's pointing to his hat, but they don't know. They don't understand what he says. What do you mean? So he just, he does this. 
So they look at him like he's crazy. And then finally he says, my hat, I bought a new hat. That's what I did today. <laughs> so they say to him, you're not wearing a new hat. That's your old hat. That's the hat you've been wearing every day for 10 years. And he takes off the hat and he looks at it and he sees he's still wearing his old hat. <laughs> Apparently, he got confused and he walked out of the store wearing his old hat and he left his new hat in the store. But then he starts to wonder to himself, but why was everybody treating me differently when I walked out of the store? People were friendly. I wasn't invisible anymore. And then finally he realizes he thought that he changed his hat. But in reality, he changed what is under his hat. His attitude changed. And once he felt good about himself, it changed how others related to him. And everyone was drawn to him because he no longer saw himself as invisible. If you feel like you are a grasshopper, others will look at you like you are a grasshopper. If you see yourself as confident, others will see you as confident. And that's what the Sfasemis answers. Since since we saw ourselves as grasshoppers, therefore, therefore, that is why others saw them the same way. I'll give you an example of this that I experienced in my own life, a rather minor example. I had a remarkable experience a long time ago. It was maybe uh, 30 years ago. So obviously throughout my entire career, continuing, well, not right now, but uh, uh, hopefully resuming soon, uh, I, like all rabbis, visit people in the hospital all the time. Visit people in the hospital. Okay. It's a very important part of what I do. It's a, it's a, a privilege and an honor that I get to do this as part of uh, my work. But many years ago, um, I was living in New Haven and there was a rabbi, actually an older rabbi, and he had a full-time job as a hospital chaplain. And one summer, he wanted to go away for the summer for about two months. And he asked me if I would take over. And I was able to. And I actually served as a hospital chaplain, meaning every day for a significant part of the day um, uh, during that time. And it was an amazing experience. It was a great experience. Part of it was... I was a chaplain. I was the Jewish chaplain. It was a Catholic hospital. I was a Jewish chaplain and I was working under a Catholic priest who was the head chaplain and we became very, very close. And he became uh, my Rebbe. He became my teacher and mentor in chaplaincy. And I learned a tremendous amount from him that I put into practice without exaggerating on a daily basis. And one of the pieces of advice that he gave me, and it was, it was so important. He said, when he walks into the hospital, he puts a smile on his face. He just, he consciously 
smiles. And he has found that simply walking down the hall with a smile on your face transforms not only how people view you, but how people act towards you. And it's an amazing thing. And you should try it. Put a smile on your face and you will be amazed at the transformation in how you feel, how others feel towards you, and how others respond towards you. And I will add one more, one more step that I discovered. And it seems unbelievable, but my experience has been that it's true. The same thing works on the telephone. If I call someone, again, I'm not talking about FaceTime or Zoom. I'm just talking about the old fashioned, like in the old days, remember we used to use telephones. If you put a smile on your face, when you start a conversation on the phone, it will go differently. Your voice will sound different. People will hear you differently and people will respond to you differently. If you radiate confidence and optimism and happiness and enthusiasm, that is how others will perceive you. And that's a tremendously important lesson that we derive from the grasshoppers in our Parsha. My friends, I wish you a great day and I wish you a wonderful Shabbos.